That's right. This is the real show. Off the cuff. Baby. <laughs> and today's a big show. Uh, I titled it, when I when I let the members know about it, I titled it uh, Dave's uh, Coming Out Party. So congrats, Dave. Very proud of you. Uh, Thank you. I know that this is something that, gosh, it was hard enough for you to let me know. It was awkward because I had to turn you down. It was. It took a few months to get past that, but we did. Uh, by the grace of the game. Well, you God. share one one evening in the closet with you, um, <laughs> six sixteen years ago, and uh, man, that's the last time I played him. seven minutes in heaven with you. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> when I went in there, and that's what you called it, I thought we were. I thought it was a completely different thing than what happened. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a weird punishment for Monopoly Jail. I thought it was a weird addition to the uh, to the to the system there. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, this is off the cuff. I'm Mike. This is Dave. Uh, sometimes we're joined by. We're actually not sure which which one of our kids he is. It could be yep. could be either of us, depending on what year and how old he actually is. Anyway, uh, Elijah's here sometimes. <laughs> he he does produce the show sort of. Um, and that's why he'll forever be underpaid. We talk about law enforcement related news around here. Uh, we pick stories. We go out and patrol the internet and bring it back so that you don't have to. And we, we give our hot takes on these things and discuss, oh boy, boy, the issues that really matter. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And to, to, if you want to support the show, you can, uh, always support, uh, by, subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a rating or review if you feel like you enjoy the show and it adds value and you, whether you thought a little bit more or you laughed a little bit more, uh, you can support it by becoming a member on our YouTube channel. Like uh, you get to watch us live. We talked about the difference between cats and dogs for like 17 minutes before we, before we uh, started the real show today. <laughs> so like you want to get in all that fun, you can do that. Failurestop.com for the merch. Uh, we got sponsors, guys. We got Ghostbed. Uh, use code Wolfpack. Uh, who else have we got these these days? Man, Manscaped Wolfpack, Rip Pack Wolfpack, uh, <laughs> Blue Chew code Wolfpack, USCCA.com forward slash Wolfpack, FoundersCigarCo.com use code Wolfpack, iTargetPro.com use the code Wolfpack, AmmoSeek.com use the code Wolfpack. I don't know what this one is. Sarah Caparo, Sarah, Ka- Sarah, Ka- Sarah, Sarah Caparo, Sarah Caparo. Yeah, Undertack. Now they got some underwear. Wolfpack twenty. Got to add the twenty for that twenty percent off. <laughs> anyway, um, Tansy never tells me if we have any uh, any root like reads to do ad reads, so they get what they get what I get. Oh, that's great. So support our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> and... I just looked up Sarah uh, Sarah Caparo uh-huh. and. Yeah, made for everyday adventures, the perfect pair, men's boxer briefs. Do you need underwear that keeps up keeps up with you? I, yeah, I would hope so. Good lord. Uh with <laughs> although that's a that's a tall order for Mike. Uh with a classic no not so although Mike you do you only you go commando, right? I don't believe you wear underwear anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's an antiquated <laughs> thing. <laughs> with a classic no nonsense. Like design. genital hair. <laughs> Who uses it's, that anymore? Exactly. Yeah, not me, not this guy. Actually, I need it more now that I'm going commando. I got to catch them dust particles. Oh, (laughs) 
Just use a uh, lint roller. <laughs> yeah, modern this is for underwear. Require modern solutions. Got a, a sexy CrossFit guy wearing weirdly. <laughs> there's a guy wearing j- just shorts, uh, shorts, shoes, and and gloves, and he's doing a, a sexy squat. Are they gloves or mittens? Uh, they are gloves. They're like workout Be gloves because he's CrossFit. Um, oh, it'd be cooler yeah. if there was workout mittens. Yeah, and it looks like they actually look... I, I feel like this would be the last pair of underwear you would ever need. They actually look like... If you were to think Under Armour, because I have yeah. some Under Armour underwear, um, just like times that by three, these things look like they're... And these are like the, the 1.0 pairs. Dang. So, yeah, they're like... Yeah, they look like you could you could climb a mountain in these things. Nice. Yeah. That's what I want to so. do. Badass. Okay, sorry. I had All right, that. anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's the housekeeping, guys. Um, let's get into the news. This is, uh, this is an interesting story. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. We got, I got, dude, I got so much. I got, a, I got a lot today, so we'll just we'll try to get through it. But I also have to be cognizant of the time because I got to go help unload a U-Haul. All right. <clears throat> Police arrest. This is from BBC. Priest. Uh, Police arrest elderly Alabama woman over unpaid $77 trash bill. Did you hear about this? No. <laughs> yeah. Martha Menefield. Martha <laughs> Louise. Martha. Martha, Martha Louise, Louise Menefield said she was confused as officers handcuffed her and arrested her on Saturday. Yeah, because she's am- got Alzheimer's. The Good amount Lord. that led to her arrest was reportedly $77.80. In a statement on Facebook, City of Valley Police said they treated Mrs. Menefield or Miss Menefield respectfully and that they had notified her several times that she has not paid the bill for three months. That's bullshit. You know why? Because you know she doesn't have a cell phone, she only has a landline, and she doesn't have an answering machine. <laughs> no, she does not. Miss Menefield was treated respectfully by our officers in the performance of their duties and was released on a bond as prescribed by the violation, said Miss Mike Reynolds, police chief for the city of Valley in Alabama, Ugh. in a statement which has drawn significant criticism online. People from Alabama and across the country denounced the police department in the comments section. Oh, Everyone who has played a role in arresting this 82-year-old Valley Alabama resident must be held accountable for their actions, oh, Good Lord, wrote Donald oh. Watkins, a former attorney in the state. In one example, uh, you're not kidding, she asked the officer. But when the police explained that he was indeed there to arrest her over the unpaid bills, Miss Menefield said, I was upset because I didn't know why they would come and arrest me. Grace, she died 30 years ago. <laughs> Once in handcuffs, one of the officers kind of whispered it to me. Don't cry, she said. Oh, How God. would you feel well- if they came and arrested your grandmama? I like how you saw you're like half Adam Sandler, half old lady. <laughs> uh, Miss, Miss, following her arrest, she was taken to the Valley Police Department as opposed to where else? Where, where the fuck yeah, she's gonna, where, where are they going to take her, everybody? Just take her to a parking lot flogger. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take this out of you one way or another, Martha. <laughs> We're going to get our $77 out of here. We're going to get $77 worth right now. Take them uh, take them dentures out. All right. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. She, she goes on, I was in a little cage-like thing. At the, why am I talking like that now? I was in a little cage-like <laughs> thing at the police station. Mrs. Menefield told CBS News, and I said, y- y'all put me in this cage? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. 
here. Impressionists are spot on. Mr. Reynolds did not immediately respond to a BBC request for comment. In his Facebook statement, Mr. Reynolds wrote that the city officials had attempted to contact Mrs. Menefield about her bill multiple times. He said that she had received a citation in August for the unpaid bills and that the city's code enforcement department, quote, tried to call Miss Menefield several times and attempted to contact her in person at the residence. Blah, blah. Officials left a notice on her door, Mr. Reynolds said, providing contact information and an advisory that she was required to appear in court in September. A warrant for failure to pay trash was issued when she did not appear in court. Ms. Menefield told CBS News that she did not know the bill in question had not been paid and that she had never received a notice to appear in court. What are, you, what are your thoughts? What's your hot take on this well, one, Dave? What, what, well, there's so much, right? <laughs> what, what, so what is the actual ticket for exactly then? I'm assuming not, like some places have a small like bill the for like trash removal. Like you could like... Maybe you're paying for your cans or something like that. Doesn't and, that come out of? Well, she doesn't escrow her taxes, Dave. She's oh, she's owned her yeah, she's owned her house for the last forty years. Uh, yeah, probably not escrowed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like I said, she's clearly probably you know she's got onset dementia or something, <laughs> and they are just like, all right, Granny, you're coming with me. Like what? <laughs> I feel. I don't. Even, I don't know what to think. Because t- tactically, yes, she has broken the, which is weird, right? The code enforcement laws are so mm-hmm. weird. Like how, how does that become not a civil issue, but becomes a criminal issue if you don't pay your garbage bill for a, a couple months? It just seems like there's would be more to that part of it, but. Yeah. So, what do you what do you think? Who do you stand? Do you do you pick a side on this one, Dave? Do you? Uh... You know what? All I'm going to hashtag all lives matter on this one. And so I kind of just <laughs> I, I, I I wish I knew more to this story. Or you know what? No. What's I her think name that's again? Probably it. Martha. I, my my gut on this is that that's exactly what happened. Is she just didn't pay a seventy seven dollar bill? It just piled the. It's probably twelve dollars a month or whatever it is. You know, like and it just yeah. got to that point and she just never paid it. You know what? Her name is it Martha? You said Martha Louise. Martha Louise. You know, fuck Martha. In the end, you know what? I bet she's just a, sh- a shriveled up, shrewd bitch. Everybody has <laughs> always hated her, so we automatically think that she's like this sweet old thing. I bet she's one of those nasty old ladies that everybody hates, and the family yeah, she won't was even a, come she, around anymore. She's always been a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we can di- we just by putting this out, we can dictate. <laughs> to like people like it, was, was we can she sweet, it. should we feel should we feel bad for her or should we not and we're like like this whole like 90 percent we're like oh my god this poor lady and then all of a sudden we're like no fuck martha and we're, we, maybe martha like, should pay her bills yeah yeah, yeah, yeah fuck martha <laughs> <laughs> you shrewd bitch that's great <clears throat> oh i feel god, like I um i have no problem I have no problem putting the cuffs on 77-year-old anybody. I arrested 80-some-year-old shoplifters who knew exactly what they were doing, and they 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 felt almost entitled. Like, I should be able to come into Walmart and take whatever I want because wow, I've right. breathed air for 82 years. Like, this, that that's not how – that's not a right. currency. It's You can't buy things with air, sir, and uh, that's not – and you can't put them in your pants, Okay. So yes, uh, why is it always in their pants? Too? It's so weird. But like in this case, if I knocked on Martha's door, right? Like so, like I get this message in the in-car computer, or it's at roll call, and someone's like, "Listen, code enforcement 
sergeant's like, Code enforcement's been up my ass about uh, this Martha Menace field situation. <laughs> it's, been, it's like Spinetti all over. He's just pissed because he's got to deal with Code enforcement. <laughs> so if, if, if they're like, uh, Mike draws the short straw, they're like, go over to the house and get, get this squared away. I don't want you back in the state. I don't want you back in my station house until it's done. <laughs> Why does it have to be so official? <laughs> so I show up. How am I approaching this? Literally, is like, I'm gonna be. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna knock on the door. First of all, I'm gonna knock so quietly, no one's ever yes. gonna answer, and I'm never yeah. talking to this lady. But in the event that she happens to be out watering her flowers oh, or yeah. uh, sipping uh, her morning tea yeah. or. M- Putting her her uh, iced tea in the in the morning sun to cook, you know, uh, whatever is going on at her house, I'll make contact. And be like, listen, what's going on with this bill? Like, do you want to you want to pay it or, you know, and maybe she'll tell me she didn't know, or maybe she's like, right, you know, you'll never catch me alive, and she'll get away. Like, <laughs> she barricades I, herself. <laughs> if she. Yeah, if, if she gave me attitude, I'd be like, "All right, fine. You know, you're gr- you're a grown woman. You can you can go do your time. Then we, we'll right. do it this way. I don't care. It doesn't matter yeah. to me if you're 77 years old. Well, you know, you know, I don't care because I literally locked up that Holocaust survivor that goes to the abortion clinics and prays That's against. True. <laughs> <laughs> and that as was it, confirmed. That was absolutely confirmed. <laughs> yeah. You know anyway, what? So though? I, yeah, I remember she is a plonk. Story. Freaking plonk. <laughs> what a plonk. <laughs> that was so good. Oh, okay, man. now I gotta get I gotta get mine up here. So All right. I like to give you my, my undivided attention. So uh this one I I just love the headline on this one. This is CBS twelve news online edition. Sheriff uh says Florida man kills mom saying she never pushed me to be a man. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Osceola County, Florida, a man admitted to killing his mother and severely injuring his sister at a home in Kissimmee, uh, according to deputies. The Osceola County Sheriff's Office said on Tuesday afternoon, deputies responded to a reported stabbing at a home. Inside, deputies found a gruesome scene, a woman stabbed to death, and another with severe cuts to her hands. Investigators said the person responsible was identified as Matthew Stewart Sisley, 21. He was only a short distance away from the crime scene. Cicely was taken into custody and later confessed to intentionally stabbing his mother and accidentally stabbing his sister. <laughs> like the <laughs> severe hand wounds. And she just, maybe she tried to get in the way. I bet she, yeah, maybe she did. Uh, while detectives were conducting the interview, they asked if he believed his mother deserved to die. Shockingly, Cicely said, Yes. Oh, yeah. The detective pushed for her for more information, uh, asking Cicely why he killed her. His response, because she never pushed me to be a man. The detective <laughs> even asked if he regretted doing it. He said, no, I would do it again. It's <laughs> amazing. Got to respect the honesty, though. Oh, yeah. The sheriff's office said Cicely was charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. Additional charges are forthcoming. No shit, I would hope so. <laughs> and that's the end of the article. What a great article. It's short, it's sweet, and uh, this guy looks... Oh, who does he remind me of? It's He looks like a, a seaside um, uh, Brady from uh, the Patriots or wherever the fuck he What's plays What's his now. name? Uh, his name is Sisley. 
What is that? Spell that Matthew, S-I-S-L-E-Y. Matthew Stewart Sisley, S-I-S-L-E-Y. All right, let's see here. I'll show, I'll show everybody what he looks like. <laughs> she never pushed me to be a man. <laughs> Dude, that's... <laughs> He's like, who's laughing now, ma? Man, I'll tell you what. Uh, Having some tech tiffs? Yeah, it's... Uh, for some reason, now that I'm, when I drag photos in Chrome from Google image search over to my desktop, it saves them as like this different format. I don't know what's going on with that. So who knows? Yeah, Drew, it it is funny. He shrieked that statement in a high, but soft tone. I could totally see. Yeah. He's like, there he is. You imagine. She never, he never, she never taught me to be a man. Yeah. See there on that young man. I know. That's a, that's a a head, head of hair wasted in society. Looks like he played well, maybe a linebacker role. Yeah, looks like uh, he's got a little zit on his top of his forehead in the middle. He's I'm on a sure cycle of steroids. He's, he, he, he's, yeah, look he's at his. A, he's a primal, follows the liver king. I said, look at his Neanderthal uh, high set eyebrows. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, good job. That'll show yeah. her. Yeah. That'll <laughs> learn her. <laughs> You're a man now, buddy. You did it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which ironically, now, before would have put him in a juvenile, but, but since he admitted that, you know, so I mean, that, maybe they're going to just try him as a juvenile because right. he was never taught to be a man, you know? Yeah, exactly. What if they did? They charged him, the, <laughs> charged him as a juvenile <laughs> at 21 because of that. They're like, well, he was clearly That's not a man. Defense. Well, he's never raised fully to be his, a man. He doesn't, he's only, a, he's his equivalent killing to declaration a was. <laughs> Oh shit! His excited utterance was, "I'm such a small child inside." <laughs> That's so good. I just need a mom. All right, all right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Here we go. All right. This one is. Um, I had to play the video for you guys. Uh, yeah, that's why I said it. Uh, Imperial girl. Yeah, he looks like a, a seaside Tom Brady. It's funny. Not even B side. Uh, <clears throat> Oklahoma City. They, these cops were ambushed by an armed fugitive hiding underneath a mattress. This is just a crazy how what? quick this happens. How scary um, was this person? The incident was at 1025 in the morning on November 15th when the police department received information for a suspect wanted for an out-of-state felony warrant was hiding out in a camper, uh, a trailer location at whatever this this address. The, the suspect was a 38-year-old Timothy, quote-unquote, Sammy, Johnson was seen going into the camper and that he did not come back out. So they respond and make contact with this woman, oh. Jennifer Garner, not to be confused with the actress, actress Jennifer Garner. <laughs> yes, I it is. I think it's her. It's, it's her. actually her. My, how far the mighty have fallen. Okay. Uh, so check this out. I, I, I just, I, I saw this and I was like, dang, this, you know, we, we talked yesterday about Drew broke down, this 2009 crazy like six weeks eight weeks of time in seattle where like cops were being ambushed and like just being ready for things and mm-hmm. i have a couple of thoughts about this and we haven't done we haven't done any kind of i don't know tactical discussion in a while right yeah. so maybe we do maybe we don't i don't know 
we'll see. But we'll just check out how fast this happens as they're looking for this. Is there, oh, is there? there yeah, yeah. There was video. nobody inside the trailer. She then gave officers consent to search the trailer, allowing the three officers to make entry. Good. She told her to go in. It's her trailer. Sammy, this is the police department. If you're in here, you need to make yourself known. Get out of the doorway, dummy. Yeah, this is weird tactically. Very, very weird tactical. And what does he want it for? I just said a felony warrant out of state. Yeah. See, these beds open Sammy. up. Sammy. So. Hey. Not yet. We're clearing the trailer. Look at that. You see that, right? What? Is that a bag? Is that a bag or is that a vest? Who's a vest? Yeah, okay. Huh? You're clueless. While searching the trailer, officers lifted a mattress that covered a storage area. When the mattress was lifted, officers saw suspect Johnson hiding in the storage area armed with a pistol. He aimed the pistol at the officers, which resulted in an exchange of gunfire. Hello. Go, 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 go. Shots fired, shots fired. Mm-mm-mm. Come out with your hands up. 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 It's a narrow corridor where I'll be firing. Wow. All right. Um, Woo. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, it was just a, what happens fast. I was just thinking to myself, like, when it comes to searching searching a place yeah believe the person is there and expect them everywhere you know yeah. like i think there has to be a certain approach to a search like that and i felt like it was a little laissez-faire there like you're in a very small contained area and you yeah. if you really believe him in there well then you gotta move and act like he's in there like i, I don't know it's just weird yeah um and this is why you have to act like he's in there because that happens so fast. Like, boom, there he is. But there's a gun, you know? Yeah. Crazy. I, I think, yeah, I think that I, I'm, I'm, I, I, somebody must have known that it, on these, on campers and that, that there are, the, there are storage spaces underneath the beds, the main beds usually. Um, Cause I was like, when I had my RV or whatever up north, that it did have that. It's and it's on a weird like hydraulic system, so you can lift it up and it'll actually stay up. <clears throat> so and there's a ton of room under the underneath there. And you're right, it's you know. And again, I'm going to quarterback because I can, <clears throat> and hopefully, this helps other people. And they don't think that we're just shitting on officers. I mean, the the whole idea of watching videos like this back because you're going to see them in, in roll call and other things <clears throat> of that nature is to make you a better police officer, make you more aware police officer. Um, Cause I have a feeling that there's a lot of people that would have had no idea that in an RV, there's a huge storage space underneath the bed, yeah. mm -hmm. unless you've actually been in an RV and, and experienced that. Um, that being said, the female officer go, comes in there and she just, 
bottlenecks everything right away. <clears throat> and I get it. It's, it's a little bit daunting because you just don't know where or what's going on. And it's a very confined space. The idea is to get in and move not necessarily as fast as you can, but get somebody else in there. You can't cover 340 degrees, meaning the last 20 degrees is going to be the officer behind you. Mm-hmm. You can't just cover 340 degree, degrees when, when somebody's armed and not allow your other officers in there. So you have to get in there so that you can face forward or one direction, they can face another direction. <clears throat> and so that's, that's, that makes it really super tough here. Um, yeah, one whole zilly force. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think the one guy did have his gun out on her on on the officer's right, the female officer's body cam. I think the officer to the right, when she when the mattress gets lifted up, he I th- I do believe he has his gun out, but they just decided to drop the mattress and run. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's it's weird because I <clears throat> felt like there was even a point in time where she put her gun down, and that's when there was an officer said, "Hey, did you finish clearing it?" Like it seems like she like holsters. And then keeps going. I mean, I could be I could be wrong. If only this is the first time I've ever seen yeah, a video, yeah, yeah. I'd have to try to break it down. But man, it's it's get in there. I mean, it's a very confined space, and obviously, on the podcast, people can't watch the video. But just know that this is like a very small, like a it's a small camper. Um, yeah. It's not like a eighteen footer. It's bigger than that. But yeah. it's uh, but it's super super small and tight, and, and she just a, goes uh, in there. I did a lot of. Uh, warrant services and the that's why I said you got to want to find them you have to plan to find them even if they're not there you can't I, I think there's two approaches to clearing a building one is I don't think I don't think anybody's here <laughs> and the other is someone is always here right yeah, like total mindset yep it's it is it's just a mindset thing because if you are, if you're just that much more dialed down, there's that many more notches to go up. So you need to be anticipating finding them, plan on it, expect it, right? Like every door you open is the, in the mind, this is the door that they're behind, yeah. right? Like, the, so how do you position yourself? How do you, you know, what are you thinking each time, you know, as you move through this building search or house search or whatever, you know, you yeah. you have to position yourself and and move accordingly, anticipating that they're there, not not kind of hoping that they're not there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I think I think so many times um, to kind of feed off that because you're absolutely right. I think there's two types of of that of tactical like processing. The one that you you go into the academy with, and that's kind of like the physical tactical side or or the tactical physical side. Um, where you position yourself in certain places or certain ways mm-hmm. in case. So your body is already preparing to see somebody, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there's like we said, the mindset. Now your body you can you can you can be either on point with both of those, which is what you should be, being mentally vigilant. Or a lot of times it's like you said, it's the your body just naturally falls into the position of coming off of the door um, or whatever, but your mind is like, there's nobody in here. So it's just a weird, it's a weird dynamic. So they, they seemed like they were pretty damn sure that he was inside there. And so, correct. Uh, uh, like you said, th- that the, the mental part 
I, I just don't think it was fully there. I mean, their bodies were there partially. I mean, because there was certainly issues with that as well. But I think you bring up the, a great point is you have got to expect that you're going to come across that individual at any time. They could pop up out of clothes. They could pop up through. They could literally fit in a I, three I by four closet. I literally had a dude you know? hiding in a basement under a big pile of clothes in the laundry, like the laundry area or whatever. Yep. You know, It was kind of like a – it wasn't a dedicated laundry room. It was like just half the basement was unfinished, and they just had a giant pile of clothes in it. Yeah. And there he was. that's how it is so it's like you know there and if you half-ass go through that yeah if you half-ass go through that thing of clothing you either won't find him or when you do find him you're gonna be like oh fuck you know like and because we've all been there i mean i've definitely done that myself i'm not perfect where you just go nobody's in here i don't care i don't even know we get this alarm all the time whatever yeah (laughs) and then all of a sudden you're just like oh shit you know um so i get it we all fall victim to that but that's that's complacency that's that's our normal default. Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't quarterback this in order to just shit on these guys. I'm like, no, no that's not what I'm saying. I'm like, I mean, I do, I, I, but I do, um, <laughs> but it's <laughs> not true. Um, no, just how fa- what st- stands out to me about this, but tactics aside, is just how fast, you know, you got to understand it can happen. Yeah, and. Also, that he is laying there with a plan to shoot you. Yeah. You're going He's in ready. there with a plan. You're going in with a plan so that nobody gets shot, right? Even though you have deadly force accessible to you, your goal isn't to do that. His goal is different, yeah. right? So it's just a you're always going to be reactionary. So you have to kind of like put yourself in a mind, a mindset, and a frame, and a practice. Put you as much in the driver's seat as possible. Yeah. Did did it? Did he have? He looked like he reached for the gun. I don't know. Was it? It was in his. his it was laying in his hand. I think he had one hand up and one hand on the gun on the bottom, and then just the like raises it. It looks like yeah. that to me. But so it um, almost looks like. Thank God he wasn't fully ready because oh, he yeah. didn't. Because he was tight. Or just to, start blasting. Yeah, he it looked was tight like a, to some it. type of like. Was that a Tech Nine? What was this? I'm gonna go I don't back know and what look. that was. It looked like a. It looked like a. a huh? It looked like a Uzi or something. I don't know. Really? No, it looked like a pistol to me. But uh, yeah. I, I could. I'm gonna take a look again. Which resulted in an exchange of gunfire. I mean, it's a tight area down there, so you okay, can so see. Okay, so his one hand is empty. He's got his hand on the gun there. I think. Yep, it's already there. in his hand. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a pistol. pistol. Yep. Yeah, he and look at that. Look, I mean, tactically, he is ready to kill something. <laughs> You know, so it just was un- unbelievable. Very scary. Um, I'm glad things worked out. They looked like it was an officer. Look, like they were injured there. They was... Yeah, they got. It was like shrapnel from okay. debris yeah, yeah. or something like debris. that. Not, not a direct hit of. Well, it's like, like those that. things are made of fucking balsa wood. So. Yeah, you're gonna get some splinters in there. Yeah. All right. Um, speaking of shootings, um, we don't. I don't want to really want to dwell on this, but. Uh, we back in the day, one of our biggest videos ever was the Daniel Shaver, Shaver breakdown. Yeah, yeah. and uh, if you guys don't remember, it was the the hallway during the time when there was this uh, highway shooter, all this stuff going on. And anyway, um, he has um, his wife that survived him just got an eight million dollar payday from mm. the city. 
So, uh, yeah, just uh, it's an update. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> She's crazy, been given dude. $8 million uh, for some reason. I'm not exactly sure what. Uh, it, was a, it was a whole tragedy, but we took a lot of hate for that one. We we but, did, but we broke it down. Like, I mean, wh- what else do you expect, right? We, we are able to come in well after the fact and just tear it apart or you know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean tear it apart as in it was a bad shoot because I, that wasn't the case at all, but we, we, we broke it down like almost frame by frame from what I remember. Like it could, like yeah. we were very analytical of, of that. So yeah, we, and our conclusion, spoiler alert, but you can, you can go watch us break it down uh, on, I think it's on the Mike, the cop YouTube channel. If you just look up Daniel Shaver, I think mm-hmm. it, it'll still be there. Um, the conclusion was that, yeah, I mean, this is a tragedy. <laughs> like, Yeah, it was horrible. It, but it's kind of like the moral of the story, if I was reading this to my grandkids, is don't go to a hotel, get hammered, and point BB guns at people. Yeah. Like, just out, don't out the do window, that. If, right? if you don't do that, then you won't ever have an encounter with the police yeah. where you've been armed with a with a weapon and you're too intoxicated to understand their instructions. <laughs> so yeah. like spoiler he clearly alert, was, you know, yeah. like, clearly come on. Was. I, I don't, I don't think the guy was a, a malevolent force. Right. Um, it's, that's why we called it just, it's just a tragic situation where, yeah, it's not, you don't celebrate it in the sense of like, you know, it's easier Another if it's like, guy oh, this guy, on a, yeah, if there's like this guy that was on a murderous rampage and he encounters the cops and he gets shot, point blank in the face you're like well bye like yeah right. sorry about your sorry about your luck you know like th- we just we don't tend to feel bad about that i don't have that same feeling in the daniel shaver case i don't look at that and go like well served him right i don't i i don't feel that way right but you know by by the letters you're kind of like well i mean that's the way it is though <laughs> yeah so. you know what's interesting too is uh on a playoff of that um the robot thing. Remember, we talked about the robot thing last week. The the killer robot. I'm gonna make uh, another video on that too because it's dude, still making it's been, the rounds. And I'm like, not wait just a that. Second, like, people. I saw Rogan. Yeah. was like, this is this is insane. And I'm thinking, oh my god. And then I just to read some of the comments. I'm thinking, are these people out of their fucking minds? Mm-hmm. Like they're just not making sense. They do they honestly think that these things are gonna have their own brains? This is not Terminator. Yeah, you know, I'm going to. Still I'm going to make a me. video this afternoon on this thing, like a talk to the camera video about this, because it's just like, guys, <sighs> hold on a second here. <laughs> so ridiculous. God, Not that I so don't weird. think that they're trying to make killer robots to take over because we know that they are clearly. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, what you got? All right. So. um we you you and I were talking a little bit off camera off video here about the whole Casey Anthony thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I have so not I watched to, the show, the special. I have not. So as if you guys know or don't know, Peacock has done this documentary thing where they actually have her in there. There's been a lot of hate for it. I have not seen it yet. But if you guys remember, and I think that Mike, uh, I think that you did a breakdown of that. But uh, the whole Casey Anthony thing was that her daughter, what is it, Kaylee? was was killed and so the mom casey anthony was on trial uh it was a huge thing back in the day this has actually happened a long time ago it was like 14 15 years ago which is funny because it still plays a role here today you know that that still still gets uh 
you know, screen time. And it's an interesting case because the grandparents, I believe, uh, reported it, uh, that the daughter's been missing for like 30 fucking days or something like that, and that the mom, Casey Anthony, her car smelled like death, like something of that nature. Well, they did find the two-year-old's body, skeletal remains, I should say, in a little set of woods or whatever near the Anthony home. So this whole thing happens, this whole trial happens, and it was really interesting because she got a she she got found not guilty of murder and everybody's like no this is bullshit like she did it it's just like the whole um oj simpson thing like like we we it's easy afterwards to be like no he did it if the you glove know. don't fit yeah, yeah exactly quit. <laughs> right and so this article came out and i it's uh it's an actually pretty interesting <laughs> article cuz i'm thinking man what did what was the mindset? Because when I was, you know, 15 years ago, I was in the same boat as everybody else. Like, what the fuck happened here, you know? And uh, it's it, this is from an actual, they talked to one one of the jurors um, because I believe that, well, I can, I'll, let me just read the article here. And this is from Oxygen.com, uh, True Crime Online Edition. Uh, <laughs> is that Oprah's network? I No, I would think so. Well, it says Oxygen.com. That's a great question. I, I don't I don't think that it is, though. Maybe it is. It probably is. Um, November 23rd. So this is not too old. Uh, why was Casey Anthony acquitted of her daughter Kaylee's death or murder? Uh, the jurors take explained. In 2011, a jury acquitted Casey. Now, keep in mind, this actually happened before 2011, I think. But anyway, it could have happened in 11. But a jury acquitted Casey Anthony of the death of her daughter Kaylee Anthony following a highly publicized trial, that's to say mildly, which was watched by millions across the country on July 5th, 2011, after deliberating for more than 10 hours. So they deliberate for 10 freaking hours. A jury of seven men and five women returned a non-not guilty verdict on the most severe charges against Casey Anthony. Now, keep in mind, this was not a hung jury. I mean, there could have been some members in there that were hung, but this was not a hung jury. So this was a not guilty verdict. Um, so Kaylee was last seen alive on, yeah, see, 2008, June 16, 2008, reported missing 31 days later on July 15th by Casey's mother. Cindy, uh, <clears throat> during, the, the, that's the grandmother, uh, during that time, Casey got a tattoo that read Bella Vita, translating to Beautiful Life in Italian and was photographed at various bars in the Orlando area. The two-year-old skeletal remains were found in a wooded area near the Anthony home on December 11, 2008. During the three-week trial, prosecutors alleged that Casey had used chloroform to subdue her two-year-old daughter. I don't know why you would need that for a two-year-old. Um, Kaylee, before covering her mouth and nose with duct tape, according to CNN, online edition. Prosecutors asserted that Casey then put her daughter's remains covered in a black trash bag inside her car's trunk before disposing of them days later. The defense during the trial, meanwhile, argued that Casey and George uh, had panicked after Kaylee accidentally drowned, uh, an allegation that George has repeatedly denied. Cameras recorded as Casey cried tears of joy, her defense team wrapping their arms around each other in celebration of the jury's verdict. If she's Yay, been I can party on again. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Uh, if she had been uh, convicted of her daughter's death, Casey would have received a lengthy prison sentence or worse, uh, as the death sentence was still on the table then. Uh, following the controversial verdict, Casey spent two weeks in prison on four misdemeanor charges of lying to the police. 
a sentence that factored in time already served and good behavior, according to the New York Times online edition. On July 17, 2011, she was released from the Orange County Jail in Orlando, Florida, in the wake of the trial, which saw Casey's own family members testify against her. People question how the jury could have acquitted the 20-something of her daughter's death. Here we go. For one anonymous male juror, the answer was simple. Quote, generally, none of us like Casey Anthony at all, he told People magazine a month after the trial. She seems like a horrible person, but <laughs> the prosecutors did not give us evidence, enough evidence to convict. They gave us a lot of stuff that makes us think she probably did something wrong, but not beyond a reasonable doubt. I mean, that's incredible, right? So the male juror said that the juries, the jurors unanimously agreed to convict Casey on the charges of lying to police, but were split when they first voted on the murder charges. He explained to people that they did a second vote, which resulted in an 11 to 1 vote in favor of acquittal. Uh, quote, everyone was just stunned at what we were about to do, he told the outlet. Um, one of the women jurors asked me, are you okay with this? I said, hell no, but what else can we do? We promise to follow the law. Yeah. 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 Juror number three, Jennifer Ford, remembered that discussion in an interview with ABC News. She reiterated that the jurors felt there wasn't enough evidence to convict Casey of murder, lending to their feelings of reasonable doubt. Quote, if you're going to charge someone with murder... Don't you have to know how they killed someone or why they might have killed someone or have something where, when, why, how? Uh, Ford said those are important questions and they were not answered. Ford additionally stated that the defense's uh, version of events in which Kaylee accidentally drowned at her grandparents, Cindy and George's, George Anthony's home, was more believable than the theory presented by prosecutors. Quote, Obviously, it wasn't proven, so I'm not taking that and speculating it at all, she added. The aforementioned male juror once again spoke out in 2021, saying they agreed with Ford's evaluation of the drowning theory. As he told People magazine, it was plausible to me. And I remember thinking, well, that would explain a hell of a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And so Casey discusses uh, the case in further detail in the three-episode documentary, Casey Anthony, Where the Truth Lies, streaming November 29th on Peacock. So I just thought that was really kind of an interesting take because everyone was so up in arms, but wow, that's, I mean, dude, that was a, that wasn't a hung jury, man. Like it was an acquittal. Isn't that nuts to think about? And like, I I think it's very fascinating that they, like these jurors clearly took their job very seriously. They, They didn't just go, yeah, but I feel like she did it, so I'm just going to stick with that. They literally went by, it seems like, the letter of the law. Like, yeah, the beyond a reasonable doubt um, mm-hmm. really stuck with them. That was just yeah. really fascinating to me. So what do you think? I don't know, man. I, I haven't watched the documentary. Um, we did an episode on it. Um, I, I was more of a... Um, of a learner. I didn't keep up with the trial when it happened, yeah. really. You know, I don't really know too much about it other than what, you know, Eric covered on, on our episode. Like, it was like seven months ago. I linked it in the yeah. comments. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And I haven't seen this. Um, I, I think it's the same It's the same thing. Um, I, I, I can't fault a jury if, if the evidence that they were presented with didn't convince them beyond a reasonable right. doubt, you know, that they could convict. Well, then they did their jobs, you know, yeah. and that's that's on the prosecution for for not presenting a strong enough case. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't I agree. I, I, but I, I don't know. Um, so 
I have Did, I have no clue. Do you remember if it was televised or not? I don't remember. I think it probably was because OJ was for so. Oh I think, yeah, I, I would guess. I would guess it was. You want to go back and watch the whole trial? I'm gonna. What choice do I have? Yeah, three weeks. It's, it's the only thing. You got to take three <laughs> weeks off work. I, I, sorry, guys. I'm not coming in. I got something to do. No, you'd be driving on your golf cart with a portable DVD player watching it. I got to make things right. I'm waiting for my Casey Anthony doc to get to come to me on DVD. I ordered it. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! All right, um, let's uh, let's go to something lighthearted instead of dead kids. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of funny things here. The first, the first one is a story that comes uh, I see on the Police Tribune. Uh, no get out of jail free card for a man who shot at family members after Monopoly game night fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a that's a hell of a night. It's in Tulsa, a family game of Monopoly turned violent on Saturday night, resulting in a man allegedly chasing his family members down the street and shooting at them. Oh my God! The incident, Park Avenue's mine, bitch. Um, the incident occurred at a home near 91st East Avenue, fourth place and fourth place at approximately 6:30 p.m. Officers responded to the home after receiving a report of shots fired from a woman who claimed her stepbrother had chased her and her father down the street and fired a shot at them with his gun. <laughs> Investigators determined that the family had been drinking alcohol together, no. playing Monopoly, when an no. argument erupted between John Armstrong and his stepfather. After knocking over the Monopoly board and turning over furniture, another family member told Armstrong and his stepfather to take the fight outside. As the brawl continued outdoors, Armstrong suffered a cut to his head. He responded by pulling out a handgun and chasing his stepfather and stepsister down the road at gunpoint. Oh, God. Police said uh, Armstrong confessed to having fired a single round, quote, at the ground during the incident. (laughs) But investigators were unable to locate the firearm. (laughs) That's... They believed Armstrong hid the pistol prior to their arrival. Oh, you don't say. No. Uh, he was arrested happens. on an assault with a deadly weapon charge. Uh, Armstrong won't be able to use the get-out-of-jail-free card for this one, the TPD added. They've <laughs> 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 been waiting their whole life to use that line. Oh, God, yes. Oh, yeah. that's good stuff. I just, I just thought it was you know, so funny that <laughs> they, they doubled down on the Monopoly reference. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> it is always fun when that happens, isn't it? Like every once in a while, I love that. Um, uh, I I also have another quick, a very quick feel good story. Ooh, it loves me. Yes, good feel go. Good Lord, Michael. Yes, what are you showing me? Listen, this oh, is God. this is the former former girl, maybe. That was a nuclear official, U.S. Department of Energy Deputy Assistant Secretary for Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition. Dude, we need to – it is enough. What is wrong with our bloated What is wrong with our – this is a job title that we pay for. U.S. Department of Energy Deputy Assistant Secretary for Spent Fuel and Waste Disposition. Wow. What Sam Sam Brinton. He's one of the first non-binary officials to work for the federal government. Did he feel like he had to wear a a superhero costume to the like why is he wearing that? What is that? 
It looks there's like all sorts of things if you look into Sam Sam's past that are interesting. No. But the bottom line is he was on a trip. He did not have any luggage, so he decided he would steal someone's luggage and keep it. <laughs> and he has been caught months later still in possession of said stolen suitcase. And uh, he is out of a job now. Thank God. So I'm surprised, actually. Given non-binaries a bad name everywhere. Oh, there it is. So that was, a, that was my feel-good story. That was he's, a, he's out. That is quite a feel good story. <laughs> Anytime somebody gets fired from the bloated government, I'm I'm happy. So, um, oh, okay. I have one. Uh, NBC News online edition. Uh, San Francisco police sued mm. after using rape exam kit to link woman to a burglary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, a sexual assault victim whose DNA was used to identify her as a burglary, burglary suspect sued the San Francisco Police Department on Monday with her lawyer saying the genetic sample she provided to authorities had been, uh, quote, weaponized against her. The woman identified as Jane Doe in a suit filed in federal court in California's northern district was revictimized by what the suit described as un- an unconstitutional practice used by the police department's crime lab. Sexual assault survivors consent to police to use their DNA for one purpose, to find the, perpe- the perpetrator of the sexual assault. Lawyer uh, Adante uh, Pointer told uh, Esquire, I'm just kidding, I don't know if it's Esquire, told reporters, uh, what we have here is our constitutional rights turned on their heads. Uh, after the woman was sexually assaulted six years ago, she provided her DNA to police investigators, according to the lawsuit. The sample was placed in what internal crime lab files obtained by the San Francisco Chronicle described as a, quote, quality assurance database, a system created in 2015 to use in unrelated criminal cases and to eliminate contamination. Last December, a police lab criminal uh, criminalist ran DNA obtained from the scene of an apparent burglary through uh, uh, the database and found that it matched the woman's DNA according to the suit. The criminalist provided a forensic report to a police sergeant who obtained an arrest warrant for the woman based largely on the DNA match according to the lawsuit. The charges were later dropped, the lawsuit says, and the February uh, former San Francisco District Attorney Chessa Budin called the practice legally and ethically wrong and said it may violate the state's victim's bill of rights. A San Francisco police spokesman uh, declined to comment on Monday's suit. Don't blame him. In February, police chief Bill Scott said he believed the department's DNA collection practices conformed with the state and national forensic standards. He added that he was launching an immediate investigation. Days later, the department ended the policy of sharing rape kit DNA outside the crime lab. Uh, the Chronicle reported Monday's lawsuit claims the database led to thousands of cases in which victims DNA was used unconstitutionally. It is it isn't clear whether there were other arrests. Well, yeah, they're right. just saying that. Yeah. Uh, in April, California legislators proposed a measure that would ban the practice across the state. It wasn't clear whether other departments maintain similar databases. It, according to the nonprofit Electronic Frontier Foundation, which advocates for digital civil liberties, local agencies that collect and maintain DNA aren't subject to the same strict laws and regulations as federal and uh, state authorities. What do you think, man? What do you think about that? Huh. Um, that's, a, that's an interesting one, isn't it? It is an interesting one. It's one of those things where the value of victim privacy 
Mm-hmm. Certainly carries a ton of weight. Right? But yeah, I agree. at the same time, it could also potentially put... so. Just because that person was a victim of a crime at this point doesn't mean that they can't become the perpetrator of a crime later. Correct. And if those things can be connected through through technology, that's it's a it's muddied. But I I'm inclined on the surface to say, I I think that they might have a point. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I I don't know what the I don't know what the California law is. I don't know, you know, what constitutionality or lack thereof has ever been determined about rape kit victim DNA being put into a system that could be matched in crimes. I don't, I'm not sure what cases have ever been heard about that. That's the first mm-hmm. I've ever even heard of something like this. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I think that is, um, I'm kind of with you on this. Like you, you think about the reason it was given, which is, which is okay. Cause I mean, as a victim, you, you, I, I think unless there's like this fine print that nobody catches, right? But generally it's not, you know, I don't know if there's a, a consent signature that has to be or policy that's followed with on that. I don't I don't know. But they throw it right into a database, which is interesting because they, part of them, they're saying it's easier to what maintain or keep track of, of the DNA or, or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Generally... Getting DNA generally would be a a search warrant, right? I mean, generally, although although I've seen it done where they are required to do like DNA swabs for certain felonies and that. So I, dude, I don't know, man. It's it's muddied. It is super muddied, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know that. Yeah, is. So Drew says the database should contain DNA profiles, not victim or suspect DNA. Um, what about elimination uh, swabs? You know the swabs thing. So, I, dude, I don't know. It's weird. I don't. I I think that she's got a case. I really just have a. I guess I have a problem with them just putting it into a general database that they can run anytime a crime is committed when that was never the intention. It was given mm-hmm. clearly. Um, I, if it was me, if I was a victim of sexual assault by you, uh, well, it should always be consensual, but let's just pretend, um, I clearly would never, um, say, oh yeah, just put that into a database. If I, if I, if I was like, I don't know, man, I'm a, I'm a law abiding citizen. However, I still wouldn't want my shit into a database. Yeah. I, as I, as I think through this, I'm like, okay, let's say that, um, the police knock on my door and, and there was a crime in the neighborhood and they're trying to uh, eliminate options. Yes. Right. And they say, can we come in and check for whatever? Like, yeah, come on in. I, let's say I consent. I, I, I have a, I have a, a fourth amendment, right. And I consent to essentially waive that right. Yeah. Right. I say, yes, I have the right to refuse you entry right now, but I'm going to grant you entry. They come in and they, they're in the house and then they leave. A couple of things have have been made true. One is that they're only there on a certain on the scope of what is said. Yeah. Right. So the consent is only in a limited scope. It's not a comprehensive thing. And if another situation that maybe is even related to the crime 
happens two months from now, they can't just walk back in the house. I didn't, right. like now, now we're in a different situation. I didn't give you permission to come in the second time. You don't get yeah. to just walk in because of that. Yeah, now, I, just because I gave you permission the first time doesn't give yeah. you, you The know, caveat to that would of course be, what is the actual law in the books um, right. as far as like how the DNA is to be handled? Is yeah. collected, you know, stored. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway. But it's not uh, even it's not even about collection and storage at that point. It's about putting that into a general database mm-hmm. that in the end is run for criminal activity. Like you I guarantee that she as a as a victim she gives this stuff up, but if she was a suspect in mm-hmm. this burglary, she would be like no, if you want my DNA, you get a fucking search warrant, just like any other human being. I'm not going to just give you my DNA. Yeah, but then you there's know. these things where it's like, oh, if they if they were in public and drank from a straw, I could swab that, or you know. Right. So it's a it is a technology yes. technology as it advances sure does create constitutional questions, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean it does. Again, and she was apparently very, very much cleared on this burglary, but she was still treated as a sus- suspect, which I think makes it even worse. I think it would be different if it led to like her actually going to jail for like, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I know you were a victim before, but bitch, you broke into this house. There ain't no doubt about right. it. But she wasn't even like, that wasn't even the case. They <laughs> said, no, no, okay, you're not a suspect anymore. Like, it just makes it even worse. And I would say as a victim, Dude, that's that's a little bit rough for me. I gotta, you know, and I'm yeah. trying to think of it as as a a, a citizen, mm-hmm. um, as as a victim. If I was a victim of something, and all of a sudden you're calling me two, three years later, whatever, as a suspect because of the things that I gave you willingly as a victim, that's that's a tough one, man. Ooh, I don't yeah. I don't think that's I don't like the idea of that it's a slope, weird slope. Ooh, I agree, man. All right. I have I'm a glad couple we didn't of solve that. <laughs> glad we can pose that question to yeah. rattle your brains for a while. Um, I've got a couple of cops to put in the Hall of Shame before I'm out of here. Um, first, we'll start with the worst. <laughs> Virginia deputy drove cross country to kidnap a teen he'd met online, kill her family, and died in a gunfight with the cops. Oh, jeez. We, you know, why do I feel like this should be a, an actual section? In our podcast, <laughs> Officer Hall of Shame. The Hall of Shame, yeah. Uh, a Virginia Sheriff's Deputy allegedly. I love how they still use allegedly. It's all done. He's dead. You don't have to worry about the, the false allegations at this point. <laughs> wow. Um, a Virginia Sheriff's Deputy allegedly drove across country to a home of a teen girl he'd met online, killed her family, kidnapped oh teenagers, God. killed in a gunfight with California law enforcement in the Mojave Desert on Friday. Wow. Um, he developed an online relationship with a teenage girl who lived in Riverside and, uh, yeah, Deputy Edwards. Oh shit. Uh, that's not good. Just recently joined the Washington County Sheriff's office, um, over there in Virginia. He was previously employed as a trooper by the VSP after graduating in January, subsequently assigned to Henrico County where he remained until resigning in, oh, resigning in October to join the sheriff's office. Uh, he received a report. The Riverside man, this is written weird. The Riverside Police Department received a report at approximately eleven oh eight a.m. A young female who appeared to be distressed as she was getting to nope. a vehicle with a man. Wow! Wow! Um, 
That's got to show something then. What does that mean? Distress. Like I, I, I like to consider myself a pretty observant fella. <laughs> Here's but, what really pisses me off. The guy drove a Kia Soul. Oh, come on. As officers were responding to the scene, other calls began reporting a house fire at the residence. Oh, so, my God. Uh, they discovered wow. three bodies of adult victims lying on the floor. The firefighters did. They were pulled out where it was determined there was a homicide. So, And he was he was going all in for his teenage wow. girlfriend. I took a crack, crack team of de- detectives to figure that old. one out. Yeah. Uh, tracked down several hours later. Uh, they opened. Deputy Edwards allegedly opened fire on deputies and ultimately lost control of his vehicle and jumped out of the vehicle and pointed a gun at sheriff's helicopter. Then the deputies opened fire, and he was pronounced dead. The teen was not injured. She's been placed into protective custody. So she's got a rough road ahead of her. But, yeah, what a, Can what a piece imagine, of shit. Can you imagine, dude? What a jackhole. Yeah. Wow, what and a the next, next officer we're going to put in the Hall of Shame is, out, uh, is Deputy Daniel Weber, uh, Florida, uh, St. Lucie County, Florida deputy charged with shooting daughter while trying to clean AR-15 after drinking. Oh, my God. Oh, geez, that, would, that just kept going up. <laughs> it's, the incident occurred shortly after 3 p.m. on November 23rd at a residence on Lakehurst Drive. Deputy Weber later told Port St. Lucie Police Department officers that he was going to show his 18-year-old son how to clean his personal AR-15. Oh my God. So he took it out and removed the magazine then placed it on a TV tray in the living room. He told investigators that he had experienced handling a wide variety of types of calibers of firearms over the years and that he believed the firearm to be empty, but allegedly admitted that the rifle safety was not engaged when he set it down on the tray to work to work on it. Fuck, As the off-duty deputy sat down on a couch nearby, the tray fell forward and the gun fell to the ground. Deputy Weber, Weber said the rifle discharged... Bullshit. When it hit the floor. That is not true. Bullshit. That didn't fucking happen. Bullshit. That is, what a, this guy, this guy is a piece of shit. That didn't happen. He's lying and everyone knows it. Yeah. Your gun with its safety off didn't hit the ground and fire from a TV tray. It didn't happen. Bullshit. I'm just going to keep saying that over and over again. It's rightfully so. Wow. Wow. So the rifle discharged when it hit the floor, firing around that struck his daughter in her lower abdomen. Oh, the deputy immediately applied pressure, called 911. She underwent surgery and is recovering. Thank God, right? I mean, thank um, God. Police said they noticed the odor of an alcoholic beverage emanating from Deputy Weber when they arrived at the home of the day of the shooting. His son allegedly told investigators that his father, quote, drinks every day. <sighs> generally consuming a few beers and a few mixed drinks before work. And then maybe a couple more on his days off. Uh, he further alleged his father began drinking at about noon on the day of the shooting and estimated at least two beers and like three mixed drinks. So <sighs> lemonade and whiskey mixed in a large Yeti cup. Three of those. Yeah, that's how I do mine, so... Investigators said off-duty deputy admitted to having consumed around approximately six beers that day. Man, that's insane. So uh, he was he posted a fifty thousand dollar bond and was released from the county jail. So yeah, he has since dude, pleaded brutal. not guilty. What what is there to plead not guilty to? No, you're in the <laughs> hall of shame, dude. You're not getting out. Nope, you're done. You're you are forever in our hall of shame. <laughs> You'll be memorialized here in the hall of shame. <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh, 
Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad the he's made himself known. That's ridiculous, dude. Removed. <laughs> In my defense, I was shit hammered. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, can I do one more? Uh, yeah. How long? Right. How long you think? It's not a long one, though. No, it's not All a right. long one. Uh, plainclothes uh, officers seeking a man at a funeral in West Virginia fatally shot him soon after he helped place his father's casket in the hearse. <laughs> what? They killed a dude at his dad's funeral? Yeah. Did I hear that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me see. It's, it's trying to trying to pull it up. I might not even be able to pull it up at this point. Plainclothes law enforcement officers fatally shot a man in West Virginia soon after he helped place his father's casket into the hearse uh, at a funeral, shocking people in attendance. No way. The Associated Press reported. Two officers with a fugitive warrant uh, as part of a U.S. Marshals investigation pulled up outside a West Virginia home funeral home in separate vehicles on August 24th, the AP reported, and uh, were said to have called out Jason Arnie Owens' first name just before opening fire. The AP reported that witnesses questioned why authorities pursued Owens, 37, at the funeral in the first place, and also just, well, because they knew he was going to fucking be there, mm-hmm. and also disputed authorities' initial claim that he was armed. Quote, there was no warning whatsoever, Cassandra White Cotton, that is a weird last name, uh, a family friend told the AP, quote, they yelled Jason's name, they just said Jason, and then started firing. No. <laughs> tell, tell me it's not how it really happened. <laughs> White Cotton added, Yo, there Jason. Was, there was. <laughs> like, like it's a cartel hit. <laughs> Like it's actually a Hollywood cartel hit. Uh, there was no identification. <laughs> this, they was, were... this was the toll booth in the Godfather scene right here. <laughs> oh, God, yes. There was no hey, identification. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were, there was no identification. They were U.S. Marshals dash anything. It's unclear which law enforcement agency the two plainclothes officers belonged to. The local, oh, maybe this was a cartel hit. <laughs> the local outlet, <laughs> WV News, previously <laughs> indicated that both federal and lo- local law enforcement's, uh, lo- enforcement were involved in the investigation. It's also unclear why a fugitive warrant was out for Owen's arrest. Uh, he received a prison sentence of three to 13 years in 2018 after fleeing from a sheriff's deputy, the AP reported. Prosecutors reportedly uh, said he had tried to strangle the deputy and he was released on parole in April last year. Uh, at the funeral, Owens uh, was said to have helped place his father's casket into the hearse before embracing his aunt. Uh, witnesses, I'll say auntie, witnesses told the AP that the two officers then pulled up, yelled Owens' first name, and fired. Owens was apparently standing close enough to his 18-year-old son that blood spattered the teen's shirt, the AP reported. White Cotton, <laughs> it's a weird last name, dude, <laughs> told the AP that one of the officers' cars nearly hit her as the driver pulled up a side street. It about hit me, so I jumped back up on the curb and kind of looked at him like, what's your problem? <laughs> she said. A man, you know, you know what the problem is? They wanted to kill somebody. A man wearing shorts and a T-shirt was said to have rushed out of the car. Another witness, Mandy Swing- Swigger, uh, Owen's cousin, said she saw a white truck nearly hit her mom's car as the driver pulled uh, into the funeral home parking lot. Swigger said one of the officers told funeral attendees to step back from Owens and threatened to shoot after he fell to the ground. 
there were conflicting reports from witnesses and law enforcement about whether the officers tried to render aid to Owens. Quote, we want to want to know why you would do this in front of his family, Swigger said, per the AP. And what gives you the right to do that to an unarmed man? Ooh, wow. Sounds wild, dude. It sounds like there's more to this story than the article is giving <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, I feel like maybe there's, feel maybe. like there's some gaps here. <laughs> some gaps. So now I'm going to, cause this is a little bit older of one that I, I pulled up. Cause I was like, man, I'd wanted to read this one of those weeks and, uh, and, and you know, we just run out of time. Uh, and so I bet there's a, a, cause this was actually in September. So I'm, I guarantee there's gotta be an update someplace. So I'm going to find that because you just know the guy would, would it be hilarious? The guy had like an M60 machine gun with him. Like as he's putting his father in the hearse, and like he was grabbing this the M60 out of his father's casket to gun down to start gunning, but yeah. I don't know, man. Who knows what kind of information is going to pop up from that? That's interesting, right? <laughs> so weird. A white cotton. They just. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, oh my! Weird gosh. last names: White Cotton right. and Sigur. Don't ask yeah. me, man. It's just something just does. It's so weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, guys. Well, uh, man, what a lot of news. We, we covered the gambit. Some sure serious, did. some funny, some tragic, some... Uh, I laughed. Uh, I cried. Not not tragic. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> What's the opposite of tragic? Not tragic. Celebratory? I don't know. I don't know. I'm at a loss of words here. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. And until next time... I don't have a tagline. I don't. I don't. I don't have anything. <laughs> we'll see on top of the hill. We'll see on top of the hill. That's it. I'm bringing it back. Bringing it back, baby.